This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, and email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. So um, I did uh, the Chris Evans show yesterday on Arrival Station. Mm. Lovely way to start the show. I like yeah. that. Advertising. Betrayal. <laughs> I did, actually, I did plug, he plugged this show on his show, so mm. it's fine. Um, and also he's on in the week. Mm. He did a brilliant thing, actually, at one point. He said, um, um, uh, actually, I think, yeah, let's overrun this morning. We're going to overrun. I thought, wow! I said, I'm going to try that, absolutely. He said, uh, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> but there was a thing that happened. We were talking about the World Cup, and I said, I'm fascinated by watching Cristiano Ronaldo and, um, and Gareth Bale. I said, there's some... I said, I don't know what it is that draws me to it, but there's something about these people that used to be like enormous stars, and now they're, <laughs> they're struggling a bit. And he... His face changed, Chris Evans. And he said, why are you looking at me then? <laughs> and I said, no, no, I'm talking about me. It's a joke about me. And it was a real <laughs> difficult, tense moment. <laughs> you see, this will happen. Oh. When you get when you get 90s characters in the room. It was a joke. Well, I had David Baddiel with me as well. I mean, we could have all danced throughout the maypole of um, diminishing glory. I don't know if you've seen that, Maypole. <laughs> it's uh, anyway. Um, I told a, a story on there, which I'm I'm going to tell you mainly because you know when you're on someone else's show, it just flies past. But here, I would like a genuine dissection of this. I was at um, David Baddiel's house watching England play Iran. Mm. Oh, do you know? I love that you watch it together. Oh, yeah, it makes me very happy. So we, um, a half, he said to me, would you like some pasta at half time? I said, you know what, I, I actually would. So it was that kind of pasta that's got stuff in it. You know that kind of pasta like a, pasta like I would call an envelope. Sure. Oh, ravioli I would call that. Well, I think ravioli is the, um, pasta with stuff the leader of that pack. But there's other... There's other pa- um, stuffed pastas. Um, Faye's nodding. Um, so he did. He, he did me uh, a plate of that. Mm. Uh, Faye, just so j- this news just in from Faye. Yeah. Tortellini. Oh uh. uh, yeah. Well, it could be that. It could have been tortellini. Anyway, it was a stuffed pasta. So he gave it me. He said, w- "Would you like parmesan?" I said, "You know what." I would. <laughs> so he put that on it and handed it to me. And I said, I'm just going to nip to the toilet. It is half time. Uh-huh. I put it down. When I came back in the room, <gasps> his cat was just <laughs> getting the last of it off the off the no. pasta. The just licking, Just licking the last bit of Parmesan. Clean the lot. Your half time pasta? And it was... Uh, well, hang on, hang yeah. on. Had David not intervened? No, he, he was uh, making my tea, obviously. <laughs> so um, it was a horrible... And I started going, get off, get off it, get off it! <laughs> In a really over, slightly hysteric... And then Dave said, no, don't shout at her. I said, the looks is licking them. <laughs> 
And there was like, oh, I could see the light was catching the, the, the cat saliva <laughs> on the other thing. Cat saliva, wasn't there a Humphrey Bogart film? That's Casablanca. Anyway, um, oh, it, and also they got very rough tongues. <laughs> yes. I was aware, I could almost hear the licking, you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Which would have meant as well that, they, that she would have been breaking the surface of the pasta with the rough tongue, you know. Like, oh, yes. The, did you ever do that thing? They used to do it in television when I first started. It's if, if you got a new pair of shoes on on stage, the wardrobe, yeah. it was always... Uh, yeah, the wardrobe person would get a fork yeah. and do cross fork marks on the bottom of the shoe so you didn't slip on stage. We used to do it in fashion. We'd get oh. nail scissors and scratch so they don't slip. Some grip. Yeah, mm. so I think the cat's tongue would probably put that sort of effect on the surface of the pasta. You could tip the plate and it wouldn't slide off. So I was, um, I was really horrified. And then something happened which I didn't expect. Well, you, you're not mid-pasta. You're at David Baddiel's house. The cat's mid-pasta. <laughs> I'm imagining David might have... It sounds lovely, sort of red and white check tablecloth, like a two Ronnie sketch. Maybe some a big pepper milk. No, see, if it had been that, I, I just... Because um, our dog would never do that. I didn't think. Um, I didn't think. I just put it down on the chair. It was. A, it was an accident waiting to happen. Well, not an accident. Um, anyway, so Dave told me to stop shouting at the cat, which is fair enough. And um, I said, oh, I was looking for. He said, Oh, it's all right. I have mine. I said, No, I can't have yours. He said, No, I'll, I'll have that one. It's fine. It's my cat. No. And I said, No. Nah, you. He said, No, no. It's. I, it's you know, I love cats. So he ate it. No! Glazed with cat spit. And shredded. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, and lightly, and grazed, lightly grazed to absorb more, to make it more porous <laughs> by the tongue. No! Yeah, so we just had to. I didn't say any more. I mean, I was, I was appalled. I've got to say, I, I mean, I don't know... I, I like David's cats... If that had been Ray, I think I would have gone in there as well. You would have eaten it? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. No. I'm sorry, I'm Team David here. All oh, right, well, that's fair enough. I know where my animals have been, which is more than can be said for some Well, I, I know where our dog has been. <laughs> but that's the trouble. If she was less flexible, I might eat after her. Um, you see, my dog... Um, Let's not get too graphic no. here, but that we don't. I, I've made it very clear that won't be tolerated. That don't, kind of behaviour. Well, don't get me wrong. I love my dog. I love my dog. In fact, I'll tell you something about my dog. I think she's made me more woke. Has she? Why? Because I I didn't fully understand the pronoun. You know the whole pronoun debate. And people are so sensitive about what getting their correct pronoun. I understood, understood it, but I did think it was a slight, you know, is it that important? And then I got a, a dog, and people would say, he's a nice dog. I'm going, she! It's a she, actually. And I thought, I get it now. I absolutely, for some reason, I was outraged if anyone calls her he. So, um, yes, I worked that out. So I love my dog, but no, I would not eat a bowl of pasta that she had uh, licked the parmesan off under any circumstance. I'm okay. kind of horrified by this. I'm not. A, I'm not happy about this at all. Pierre's oh, well. with me. Okay, enjoy Just your corner. 
Obviously, I'll be over at Dave's. So you, Dave, eating, yes. eating floor pasta. I plan to go over to David's. I'll bring Ray. Oh, don't complete this idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have. He's got about nine cats, hasn't he? How many has he got now? Uh, he's Six. got lots of cats. He's, he's got, got a lot of them. I went round to watch uh, the America game. Oh. And I sat down and I sneezed like eight times because there's one long-haired cat, and if that comes near me, it's dander hell. So I started sneezing and um, he just gave me an antihistamine. It was fine. That's, 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 that's what lovely. our game watching is like. What so you would eat your... I, I wouldn't eat my dog's... Uh, you'd eat yours. Yeah. You'd oh. eat yours. Yeah, I'd um, eat mine. You don't have a pet, do you? What about your your living girlfriend? If she licked <laughs> <Yes>. the parmesan <laughs> off your pasta, would you eat? No, it's a serious question. Would you eat it if she licked know. the parmesan? I'd be furious. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to I'd, come in and say, stop shouting at her. <laughs> I'd take an antihistamine. Yeah. <laughs> Just on principle. Yeah. It, no, but you It'd need be to something make it. to do while she was packing. on Absolute Radio. By the way, I have an apology to make. Oh. I was so ashamed last week. I described Sappho, the poet, as mm. Roman. And of course, she was oh, Greek. Yes. Mm. Oh, apparently, someone was telling me if you mix up ancient Greece and ancient Rome on Capital Radio, it's a sacking offence. <laughs> so I'm lucky, <laughs> lucky to be here, which is something I think every day, of course. So, yes, yeah, Sappho was a Greek poet. Uh, okay. I'm just uh, relieved you weren't here. Yeah. Mm. No, your PA would have. He would have slapped it me across on the you face. Like a there'd, there'd ton no, of Doric columns. There'd be nothing left of this desk. No. <laughs> so uh, listen, uh, Terry Butcher, the former yeah. England central defender, was on rock and roll football this week with the likes of Matt Ford. Oh. And, I like um, the likes of. And uh, I have a little extract from what... Uh, I don't know if you know the background on this, but when we wrote the, the original Three Lions... Um, there was a line that said Terry Butcher at war. I know you're not a football enthusiast, Pierre, but Terry Butcher played against, I think, Sweden for mm. England and did that thing when he got his head split open and wore a sort of Crimean War-style headband. Right. When and you say did that thing, it sort of stopped after that, fortunately. No, still, I remember, um, there was a few of them. Yeah. John Wyle at West Brom and also um, Paul Ince, did he? Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever bled heavily when you're not really hurt, but it's fantastic. If you're not in pain and you're bleeding a lot, you get such attention. <laughs> and you feel so heroic. And I don't know if Terry Butcher was in pain or not. But anyway, we included Terry Butcher at war was one of the the lyrics. And the FA said we don't want to uh, we don't want to suggest being at war because in the way large organisations are always touchy about the wrong things mm. and not touchy enough about the right. Okay, so um, <laughs> this is what Terry Butcher said. I'm just disappointed he didn't actually leave me in the lyrics because I had me in and then they took me out. But I think the phrase was Terry Butcher's going to war. So that was a bit too controversial. But I would have, have you ever it. spoken to him about this? No, I haven't. Well, if I speak, I'd get angry if I spoke to him. Well, well, just bear in mind, as I say, Frank Skinner is on Absolute Radio. <laughs> so if you are going to say, at any point, if you are going to say something, do you, want to, do you have a message for him now? Yes, why did you take me out? You're there the we only, go. only person that's ever taken me out. Why did you take me out? <laughs> 
<laughs> the only president that's ever taken me out. I want a personal answer. <laughs> well, this is, this is just for Terry. Take me out. <laughs> um, well, we had no choice, you see. But I that, am that's... sorry because he, for me, he symbolised the the beating heart of English football when he stood there covered in blood, and I don't mean he had a bit dripping down his forehead, was... Pierre. I mean he looked like he'd been in a literal bloodbath. Okay, and but that's you, you've got a great answer for him though, because whenever someone is disappointed with a creative choice, mm. the dream answer is the higher ups. That's it. Stepped on my neck. That's exactly. What you want. That's what you want to say. But maybe we should have fought more for him. But we didn't want to lose our you nice did. little job. What, were the lyric, what was the lyric that replaced it? Bobby it's not Belt Bobby in the ball, the... I think. Ah, OK. I think it was, but I still see that tackle by Moore and when Linus mm, has scored see. Terry Butcher at war. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Mm. I know it sounds odd now. As long as you Terry, kept Terry will probably... Uh, t- Record that and use it as his uh, <laughs> ringtone. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> so, would you like to send any other message to Terry? And you've apologised. I think that's really big of you. Yeah. Perhaps he can apologise now for going to Glasgow Rangers. You've <laughs> oh, ruined it all. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You can I confirm you were completely correct? regarding Terry Butcher and Rangers. Yes, I, I thought that mm. uh, that image stuck with me. Can I just uh, draw your attention to a missive we've had from Cara Bentley? Yes. She sent, I would say, one of the nicest photos ever taken of you and uh, David Baddiel. Oh, hold on, Cara. Cara was someone I met at um, the Chris Evans show yesterday. She's a newsreader. Uh, the picture of you, it's absolutely stunning. Is it really? Well, you look... I love your look in this. Mm. It's its quite Arteta. Okay. It's very sort of modern football manager in expensive knitwear. And David, similarly. I'll tell you um, what happened with that, because Cara... Um, He's quite a fan of this show, actually, which is very nice, obviously. And um, so she had the photo of me and Dave, and then she said, can, can I have one just with Frank? And I thought, yeah, that's it. We've got the politeness out of the way. Let's have the photo you actually want. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thank Cara for that, if nothing else, for that moment. I'm not she seemed uh, very lovely. I didn't know she was a newsreader. She didn't. She didn't have her CV with her. She says uh, it was a pleasure to meet Badil and oh, Frank on, on the radio oh. at, wo- <laughs> <laughs> at work this morning. If I'd have known, I'd have brought my copy of Frank's prayer book to sign. Hashtag followers of the Nazarene. Ah, I think I must have sensed it. The lovely friend view. In other news. We've also heard from Mr. Ross Noble. Oh, gosh, Terry Butcher, Cara Bentley, <laughs> Ross Noble. Who next? I will share this with you. Ross says, hopefully I'm still considered a friend of the show. I listen to the podcast every week, Praise Redacted. Does he really? Isn't he... Um in the antipodes nowadays. Sorry, are you someone from 1873? <laughs> um, in a way, yes. 
Oh, OK. Well, oh, that's we nice. Miss him. <laughs> we love this man. Uh, Ross has a few things to say. OK. As he continues, I have a few things for your previously on segment. So this should technically be in previously. That's all right. But he does cover a lot of ground. So first up... I love that Frank offered me suggestions after seeing my show. Ah, yes. This is something we discussed last week, Pierre. Oh, yes. Um, And that is, I have a habit, which I've tried to break, of saying after I've seen someone's show, going up to them and saying, you know what you could do there is Uh... blah, 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 and offering improvements. And Emily always oh. turns herself in, turns herself inside out with embarrassment. When it's that awful, happens. Pierre. I call okay. them Frank's helpful notes. Maya towels. <laughs> he's done it. But what is interesting is he always seems to pick people who are kind of selling out their venues. So Andrew Lloyd Webber, he tried to change the curtain call. He maintains that he actually did take on. Well, the if you remember, someone in the cast said that it, they did change yeah. the curtain call on the strength of that. Really? So, yeah. So. Okay, just, so just which, saying. Can I say wasn't very helpful because now we have to live with this. Yeah. Can you just give us a teaser? I'll continue with Ross. But what did you you said something to Ross? I, I pointed can't out. Can't remember. I say this so often. To, but the only one that sticks in my memory was Tim Key's facial expression. Oh, I did. When I suggested that he came on for the encore dressed as a baked bean. <laughs> Um, but they're not all that dramatic, you know. Often they're just a little line here or a little bat reference there. Well, and they're not. They're not usually costume change <laughs> suggestions. Do you know uh, Ross has predicted this is probably a five fez list. Okay. So I think he was. Um, he realised this might go across into uh, another segment. Well, you know what we could do with uh, Ross's is we could we can feed them through the show as Lovely. a thread. Yeah. Okay. The Ross Noble thread. <laughs> How about that? Mm. The RNT. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We're in the middle of a Ross Noble thread, so I'm going to give it a little tug. Oh, yes. Um, so Ross has said, I love that Frank offered me suggestions after seeing my show. Mm. That's nice for you, Frank. Did he take them? Well... I can't think of many shows that wouldn't benefit from a bit of skin or spin. There you go, you see. Mm. He doesn't say he's taken them, but anyway. No. I'm sure when he blagged tickets to see the Pope, he suggested something along the lines of a different balcony so people could see his fancy Pope shoes. <laughs> well, I, two things for this. One, he, I, I, my Italian is non-existent. And also, it was Benedict that wore the fancy Pope shoes. Okay. Francis just wears straight slip-ons. So come on, Ross. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think that would have stopped you. Um, more than that, and I'm not sure if you realised you did it, but last week... Women priests, that was what I suggested to him. He's... he's <laughs> Oh, God. In, in halting Italian. I, if yeah. I could have spoke, I, I, I think I might have dropped that in. Ross says to me, last week you launched into an impression of me. I was delighted. It put me in mind of a young Janet Brown. Oh, OK. He has pointed out uh, there might be a confusion with Faith Brown, the other 80s impressionist, no, no. who I'm sure Frank will bring up, was in... Doctor Who, Attack of the Cybermen. And it, what she was, it was a mistake, to be honest. Um, I love <laughs> oh, Faith here Brown. We go. But Faith Brown was in a very, very tight silver suit. And I don't know if you know Faith Brown, but she she's not... Careful. 
Um, she's voluptuous, mm. is what she is, and it was very uh, noticeable. You don't get really um, love your curves aliens very often in in Doctor Who. No, she was um, she was uh, uh, yes, the Whereas Janet very Brown curly. was famous for uh, Margaret Thatcher. Well, Janet and Faith, Pierre, just so you're aware, they were two sort of similar era, Frank. I think Janet yeah. was a bit earlier, but they were very. I was saying to Ross, Faith. Janet was a little bit more sort of uh, Archer's listeners, uh-huh. whereas Faith wasn't afraid of pitching up on 321 with Dusty Bell. No, no, Faith was, uh, she was out there <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> right. What do you say, there? Are, so we'll return to the Ross Noble thread. Uh, yes. What, Frank, the Daleks, yeah, see, they don't have curves, do they? I met a Dalek oh. on, uh, on Sunday. Oh, Give them we... some advice. And I still, yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> Next time you invade Earth, why don't you land? Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> what about um, what about kill? Yeah. It's only one syllable. It's easier than exterminate. Do you know? But anyway, I'm, he would say that. I'm yeah. standing next to the Dalek. So we have a photo with our Dalek, and I said yes. So I stood with my arm round the Dalek. Why would you and, put your arm? It's how tricky that, isn't it? Well, just just on the top, just underneath <laughs> the, um, the the sort of circular grating oh. bit, just above the bobbles. Oh, horrible! As the extra centre. Exactly. Oh, you've got to be careful. Though. You don't want to. You've got to be careful with personal space with the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah, but then I did it, and suddenly the uh, the soccer moved on the Dalek and the Dalek went it's coming home it's coming home (laughs) and there was someone operating it which I didn't know so that was a very fine moment I must say I was at another Comic Con in case you're wondering remember I went to a Comic Con a few weeks ago I went to one at Olympia brilliant I was in London yeah two I um I got my uh, photos with uh, David Tennant and Jodie Whittaker. Now, I know I'm a bit old for that kind of thing, but no one would ever say that at a Comic-Con. That's what I love no. about it. No. They're my people, as I've said did you meet, before. Did you make some friends? Uh, you know what I did? I, I met, um, the woman who showed me around was a woman called Jill, and when they said, yes, Jill will meet you at the door, I was expecting, like, corporate woman, pinstripe suit. This is what you normally meet, Lamine. And when I saw Jill, I thought, oh, good, she's one of ours. <laughs> she belonged at Comic-Con, I could tell. And I said, uh, what, what are your favourite things, uh, Jill? And um, oh, I can't remember, but one of them was A-Team, which I, you don't oh. meet many A-Team enthusiasts. I was very impressed by that. I'll tell you a bit more about it, because I, I had a few uh, interesting... Mm. Co- and obviously, I'll show you guys photos in the interim. Oh, I can't wait. If you don't mind coming to Ireland with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's interim. Sorry, everyone. Could do that again, Jeff. Live. Gosh. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've okay. heard from Todder... Looking forward to tomorrow night, Frank. I'd ask you to keep your personal correspondence <laughs> off air, please. Yes, um, tomorrow night at the London Palladium is um, Absolute Live, which is the stand-up mm. show that we do every year for the Teenage Cancer Trust. I say for them, to raise money for them. It's not just them who turn up. Um, I think... I don't know, I mean, you know... 
for me, there's always tickets left for everything. I don't mean just for me, because mm. I get my agent to phone them. But um, when someone's sold out... In your relatable story. There's always tickets when someone's sold out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because what they mean is we've just got singles or something like that. But anyway, yeah. if you want to come tomorrow night, it's incredible. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm coming. I mean, not that that would particularly lure you along, but I will be watching you, Frank. There's uh, Ramesh Ranganathan and Ed Byrne and Chris McCausland. Zoe Lyons. Matt Ford. Matt Ford. Zoe Lyons. Uh, Kelly Godlin. Kerry Godlin. Glenn Moore? No. No. No? <gasps> Never again. <laughs> no, we love Glenn Moore. He's not available. Uh, Pierre Novelli, some might be looking for, but no. He no, said no. Uh, he doesn't do free stuff. No. I, <laughs> I, 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 say he has not said that. I will be in the theatre, but I'll be playing the organ deep within the bowels. Oh, of, the of course, with a mask on. <laughs> looking forward to oh. it. Looking uh, forward Ultra to it. Ultra Magnus has been in touch. Uh-huh. With a little video Magnus has provided us with, this is a cat from Le Café des Chats in Paris helping themselves to my water. Unlike the Savage Badil, I did not drink any more of it. No. I don't know about the Savage Badil. The thing is, water is readily available, isn't it? What's great about this video, which I think we might have to share, is that the cat, there's a little side glance to the camera. Yes. As if to say, I know what I'm doing. English. English. <laughs> Come here and drink a O. Do I shock your bourgeois tendencies by drinking your water? I drink your, your water. Your roast beef. <laughs> oh, man. But all cats have got... Bit, they're French. They're all French, aren't yeah. they? They've got that French manner about them. They're Parisian. You speak to them in French and they ignore you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Never reply. Do you know, they are so Anna Wintour cats, aren't they? Mm. Mm. We'll they have are. David. We'll have David getting in touch because he's a, he's a big defender of the cats. He better be. Well, he's probably part cat. <laughs> he's eaten that much of their saliva. He's cat people. Yeah. Do his um do his sort of halftime snacks follow a sort of cat base, sort of tins of tuna and sardines no. and <laughs> anything a cat would also like. Last night it was uh, it was dips last okay. night because he was going out for a Friday night dinner as. Um, as Jews do. Well, yeah. after the uh, after after the England game, yeah. So uh, so we had uh, light snacks. What did mm. you have? Some uh, a very nice olives. <laughs> um, whiskers. Of, <laughs> <laughs> did you have? He had whiskers, obviously. Yeah. He did you have does. one of those uh, the fish carcass with just the bones? They get in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then he ate it all in one uh, big like. Like, oh. he stuck his head up and... Do you know, it. I used to find that very satisfying in mm. cartoons. One of the few things I liked about cartoons, because as you may know, Pierre, I loathed cartoons as a child. <laughs> oh, it's they made no that. sense. I found them very depressing. <laughs> uh, I, one of the things I... Um, I just showed uh, Emily a picture of me at um, Comic-Con with um, David Tennant. Lovely picture. Um, and I'm wearing a cardigan mm-hmm. and a sort of normal shirt jacket thing and uh, I was thinking of telling people there that I'd gone as Pa Kent who was the old guy who sort of adopted Superboy when he landed on it so one of the most subtle cosplay figures 
<laughs> the John Deere baseball cap. Yeah, I'd like soft, anyone's got any other subtle cosplay, cosplay figures. Yeah. I'd enjoy that. Well, some people do just, you know, come with like one one part of a costume or something. Yes. Someone will just come with the infinity gauntlet and Can not you... go full Thanos. Presumably there are some Doctor Who... Are there any regular people? I mean, there are, but... Yeah, well, when I went to the previous one, I was looking for the Doctor Who section and I saw someone as the first Doctor walking past. I said, excuse yeah. me, where's the Doctor Who? He said, it's just over there. On the... So that's quite... <laughs> that's quite I'll tell you what I'd go as. In I've only seen about one episode... Three episodes, I think, of Doctor Who. I would go as the Jadoon who are the oh, um, yeah. rather overweight hippo things. Yeah, Rhino. OK, whatever. Um, th- they go into a coffee shop and they... Uh, do you remember this? They interrogate yes. a man and yes. then they incinerate him and he wears an apron. I'd go as him. It's the man in the... Yeah, uh, yeah that, that. I know, in a coffee I'll shop tell what, man. I'll tell you what the ladies like at, um, in the cosplay. They like Princess Leia when she was the prisoner mm. of Jabba the Hot and she's in a sort of a... It looks like a Regency balcony um, yes. based uh, bikini. Oh yes, it's the ladies that love that, isn't it? Well, they they dress up as it. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're made to, <laughs> but not by me. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. <laughs> Ruth Ruth Jordan, one of our regulars, yeah. has a question: Which of David's cats ate the pasta? One of the ginger ones, or his taut Alini. See, a bit of taut. Oh, taut! Mm. And then she good. says, in a lovely bit of self-awareness, "Sorry, that's very chivalry." Yes. <laughs> um, um, she <laughs> says, "I don't stalk David, by the way, but his cats are very famous on Twitter." Mm. They're not dancing around the aforementioned maypole. I was so horrified. I can't even remember what colour the cat was. It was just like a cat and my food. And that juxtaposition sort of blocked out everything else, all the details. What happens to a cat when it eats parmesan? It's surely not good. Um, I don't know. I need to to check this up. I spend my life Googling can a dog eat. Mm. So many options come up when I put that in. Can a dog eat Twister lollies? Can a dog eat Vegemite? (laughs) Hmm, what's the, what's the news on Vegemite? Yes and no. Oh. So, Twister lollies are fine. What you've got to look for is xylitol. No xylitol. Uh, but it turns out Twisters are fine. There are so many other things a dog... Can a dog eat bacon? Yes, but in small quantities. Mm. Well, I... Um, a lot of salt. I uh, heard a, a fabulous example. You know when someone says something and you think, have you just al- arrived from the, the planet... Mercury, because um, my publicist, who I love, Lucy, said to me, I had, uh, when I was waiting for the uh, the Chris Evans interview, I said to, um, I said to the lady who was looking after us, <laughs> I said, um, all in corduroy she was. Yeah, it looked like, <gasps> a, like a fingertip that had been in the bath. <laughs> What, sort of a corduroy suit? Yeah, sort of, um, not a onesie, cat suit, I think they used to call them. Yeah, then she ate all my parmesan. No, she didn't. (laughs) And I said, could I get some uh, marmite on toast? That would be my dream breakfast. So she Mm. went off, and brilliantly, she found it, which I was 
I was very impressed by. And then my publicist said, it's weird, isn't it, Marmite? Because I can't stand it, but my dad absolutely loves it. It's no. a really weird thing. And I said, yeah. I said, it's... Um, it's uh, it it is a it is it divides people, doesn't it? She said it does. It really does. Like some people, and I thought in a minute you're going to laugh and say, "Ah," oh, but no, really, yeah. So um, I said that's a very good point you've made there, which I will I will quote you on the next time someone talks about Mark. Really? So you'll be listening to this maybe and getting curious. <laughs> but it was amazing, and he loves it, and I hate it. I mean, how weird is that? So it's like someone organically in the wild at a bus stop saying, God, there's two now. And we've been waiting for these buses for ages. It's like that. It's exactly like that. Bless her. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've finished speaking. Well, John Hopkins (laughs) remild cosplay... I mean, that there, then and there, is your fantasy start to any correspondence. Mm. You, you so like... this is cosplay when you haven't really gone the whole way. Mm. I was once at Blackpool away, and there was a group of blokes, obviously on a stag weekend, dressed in Max Wall bald wigs. Oh, yeah. A middle-aged... Max Wall was a sort of uh, comedian from the 50s and 60s who wore black tights and had uh, a partly bald head and partly long hair. How would you describe his act? I would say he sort of uh, walked strangely. Comedy walks, that was the... That's all you needed back then. Yeah, that was the crux of it, I think. You just came on and did a funny walk. Yeah, people loved it. Keep it simple. Uh, A middle-aged man, so you've got these uh, blokes on a stag weekend in Max Baldwigs. A middle-aged man walked in wearing the same and just sat on his own. He was absolutely nothing to do with them. He just had a natural Strange. one. Yeah, it seems so. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad luck on his part, isn't yeah. it? Funny he'd done a funny walk up to the bar. They always used to play that... <laughs> and he'd do the funny walk to them. Oh, yes, Did he speak, right. Max Wall? Was he a silent... Yes, he went... I saw Max Wall do Crab's last tape at the Midland Art oh. Centre and uh, apparently Samuel Beckett, who wrote Crab's last tape, said that um, Max Wall was one of the, the the best interpreters of his plays. Oh. So he was. He had a serious acting side as well, oh. as some comics do. Not Frank. <laughs> you do, Frank. Well, a bit of uh, Doctor Who audio drama. Does that count? No, I tell you what you've done. You did that Johnny Cash one. Was that serious drama? Yes. <clears throat> you did okay. art. Okay, thank you, darling. Okay. Don't put yourself down. Mm. Okay. Lovely little actor. I, I, I admire humility in all people. <laughs> and you did Perkins the, on the train. Oh, that was brilliant. With the Jadoon. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't a doing in that. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I don't pay attention too much. Um, We've had a lot more support than I'm happy with for eating cat food. <laughs> eating cat food is a yeah. bit of a shorthand version of what happened. I think once that's happened to it, it's cat food. By, okay, by definition. Okay, what have they said, Pierre? Well, they've just all sort of said variations on "Yeah, sure, no problem." Which is uh, what with eating post cat. Mm, post cat repellent. I'd say no. These people, really? Mm, but it's mm. it's not the worst news I've heard about food recently, Frank. Go on. To segue onto uh, 
No, I love a segue. <laughs> You wrote it on one this morning. Yeah, I did. I, my, <laughs> mine's parked outside. I've got a, I've got a, a tandem one with Lembiopic. Lem- <laughs> not like Piers, uh, Piers Morgan. He's not a fan. Piers Morgan. Did I call him Pierre? Piers Morgan. That's uh, <laughs> that's what a, 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 a sort of German calls this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So regarding the dinner party news yes. I was referring to, it's not just cats ruining food or having controversial uh, incidents involving food. Apparently dinner parties are, are over. Um, yes, apparently it's become very uncool, the whole concept of the uh, dinner party. I was, ag- I was aghast when I read this. Well, oh, I, was, I was a guest <laughs> <laughs> at a dinner party. And... Uh, no, it's uh, the if dinner party is an unacceptable phrase, what happens when someone gets out the lazy Susan? Yes. You think that um, that must have surely gone into disgrace as a term? Well, but rather brilliantly, they used the phrase in the, one of the articles I read. They said uh, dinner parties have become rather old hat, which is in itself rather old hat as a phrase. Mm, yeah, but yeah, the idea. I mean, I've got to be honest, as. Uh, a child of dinner party culture, someone who, I mean, like, you know, I went mm-hmm. to my first dinner party, I can barely remember. I would have been a few months old. Gosh. But uh, I do think they are, I think they can be a little hyacinth bouquet, mm. I find. Get mm. out the china where, you know, show off all your bits. Yeah. I find that aspect of it... Um, I, I don't like it so much. I like the younger ways. These young people, they just meet each other. They meet each, their friends out in places, don't they? See, we used to say, do you fancy coming around my house on Tuesday and having a dos? Mm. Which meant just lying around and talking, doing nothing. And mm. There was no food. We didn't even get a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> you just go around and do that. And exist. But I'm a late adopter for the dinner party. Um, and I... Apart from the fact I get very... Something that breaks my heart at a dinner party is when people uh, go off into small groups at the table. So I say something inevitably hilarious and only, like, maybe a third of the table has heard it. That I find frustrating. Yes, that's... I really want to say... I don't know if you... Aldi, I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> do you want to turn them, Dave? It's a bit weird, me telling them off. It, but I do find that frustrating. I don't. I like sometimes you still get the old separation of the women will talk together and the men will talk together. I don't like it. I want the full audience. I'll tell you what I don't like is when you feel you've been given a seat and then it's all right. These people are okay, but you look over to your left uh. and you're seeing people laughing hysterically and you think I should have been that was my seat yeah (laughs) I should have been there over on the other side of the table is a a man dressed as a sort of uh, archduke laughing with a (laughs) a, someone in a bishop's with a bishop's mitre what's that about look at that imagine the anecdotes and then I'm sat there in my penitentiary outfit do you know what I mean I just I always feel I have Mm. terrible FOMO I've always I spend the I had terrible anxiety thinking I've not sat in the best seat I've not been sat in a good seat here don't yeah. tell me you haven't thought that, Frank. Um, 
Maybe. I, I'm never quite sure of the when they... Should you be with your partner or should they be separated? You know that thing that if you sit next to your partner, you'll just talk to her. So some people put the place... Say so you sit there and they deliberately separate you. It's supposed to sort of alternate, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I sat with... Um, I went to a, 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 a do on, um, on Sunday night, Saturday night, and... Um, I was with Jonathan Ross and his um, and his wife Jane, uh, Jane Goldman, the screenwriter, and um, I was with Grayson Perry, and I spoke yeah. to him most of the night. And uh, I did remember thinking, "This is I did well here with Grayson. That's who you want to be sitting next to, because yeah. you know." Bit of art, bit of all that. Talked about comedy. It's great. So. Um, yeah. Who is Kath with? Jonathan Ross, oh, mainly. Oh, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Well, she so, did well, too. So, yeah, so that worked out brilliantly. But um, I usually think I can, make a, I can make a dull guest a good one just by not letting them interfere with the uh, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Mm. We're talking about the death of the dinner party... Not. I think it's, it's exaggerated. A, well, it turns out that 70% of people <laughs> said they would wear a tracksuit and sweatshirt rather than dressing up for the dinner. Yes. Which, um... Is but that is the modern world, of course. I saw a man this morning as I drove in quite early, a man older than me mm. in a tracksuit. Mm. Not running, just, you know, going to get a pint of milk or something. Shambling. When I was growing up, it would have to be like some, a boxing trainer to see the man that age in a tracksuit. So that's that's taken over. I can understand the lure of elastication. Yes, it, it implies um, great uh, gorging intent. Mm. Someone showed up to your dinner party where, specifically wearing flexible clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very boxing day. I don't mind. I mean, I don't expect a smoking jacket and... No, no not, in, not unless you invite a meerkat. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? Do they have tails, meerkats? They uh, they have little they, they have little tails. So they yeah. have a little hole at the back to stick it. I be. think they have a little hole at the back. Yeah, so they'd be much bigger. <laughs> they would, and in fact, dead. <laughs> yes, because yeah. Foxy Bingo, of course, he has his suits. Um, he has the tailor He, he favours velvet as well, doesn't he? Favors he favours velvet, but he has a waistcoat. But he's a bit more low rent. I suspect he might be velour. Well, yes. again, he's the Janet Brown to the Faith Brown. I think Foxy <laughs> Bingo's a bit more Faith Brown. And Meerkat, he's a cut above. Yes, uh, yeah. Would you say? Yeah. I don't know. I, I love Faith Brown. I'm not saying I don't love Foxy Bingo. I tell you, one of my problems with the dinner party is when you take something as a contribution and then it never comes out. Mm. Now yeah, they're hoarding your. But that's considered bad manners, isn't it? That's why. You see, if I take like a box of chocolates, I want, I want them. Terry's all gold. Look, you know, it's, I'm very happy with them to have the first trawl. Sure, OK, yeah. But I do want, eventually, to have a go at, you know, maybe the unpopular creams. <laughs> Great band. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't want it to not see it again. 
No. Oh, do you not? I'm, I'm, I'm bringing that for the dinner party. I'm not just buying them some chocolates that they can have when it, when so air. No. It's part of the, you know, the contribution to the evening. Yes. You don't want to hear the clank of the cellar door as they store your chocolates away <laughs> yeah. for yeah, next winter. Exactly. <laughs> you know, people, I know some people take alcohol, which, as you know, I don't approve of. Mm-hmm. Um but I think the alcohol doesn't always come out either. No, that's true. Well, I'll tell you what's always a bit orcs is when the alcohol is brought, I don't really drink these days, but I do sometimes bring a bottle mm. and just out of politeness and it's when you bring quite a decent bottle and they say, oh, thank you, that's lovely. And then it's put away and then an inferior bottle is produced. Well, mm. I, you know... I mean, this. We spoke to the two young women who work on this show, <laughs> and um, neither of them seemed very au fait with the dinner party as a concept. No. Really. Faye a bit more. Yeah. She was a bit more au fait, but she always is. Au okay. fait. Yeah. yeah. My my friends and I have dinner parties every now and then with each other, but I'm the sort of person who uses the phrase aghast. Yeah, so that exactly. doesn't, that, that doesn't also, surprise me. If someone came for dinner at your, if I came for dinner at your house, yeah. what what soundtrack might I expect? Soundtrack? Yeah, uh, I would let I would let the I would let the algorithms pick some jazz. I don't think oh, I, I would jazz. trust myself. And I will also, not be coming. <laughs> just for the background music. I, You've got the biltong to serve as well. Various meats. Yeah, he loves yeah. meats. Did you serve a plate of meats? Um, actually, the last time we were supposed to have a dinner party, that we got cancelled on the morning of, oh. or no later, hours, a few hours notice. And I, oh, why? I, I don't know, some stupid reason. The old, the old COVID excuse, I suppose. Guess <laughs> yeah. getting a bit more suspect as it goes on. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bit of uh, trench foot. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jack Ryan, I would I would just like to return briefly to... Oh, I'll do it. Oh, sorry. It's top of the hour, oh. it turns out. Oh, I can't apologise enough. It's all right. Um, this is Absolute Radio. I'm Frank Skinner. I'm with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text us on 8.12.15. Or you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. All capital letters. I didn't, never noticed that before. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I'm Whatever sorry. happened to HTTP slash? <laughs> Is that gone? <laughs> forward slash. They used to love saying a forward slash. Oh, forward the slash. presenters always felt very sort of modern when they said that. Do you get backward slashes? Yeah. You do at my age. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I launched in at the top of the hour. I got too. Don't Roy- worry. I was all Roy Keane. It's fine. It's By the fine. way, what do you make of his look, Roy Keane's look at the moment? That question to Nazarene follower Frank Skinner. Um, I like it. There's something about an Irishman and a beard that feels right. I think I can imagine uh, Roy doing as I came home on Monday night. It's got it's got that kind of. So I like that. Yeah, it's got a sort of uh, folky feel to it. Oh, okay. Jack Ryan, years ago... Bet he's got one. Jack Ryan? Yeah. Jack Ryan has got in touch re-Catgate. Oh, yeah. And uh, Badil. Years ago, I moved into a new house and my housemates kindly offered to cook me dinner on my first night. After the meal, they put the plates on the floor to let the cats eat from it. 
It mm. grossed me out. Am I wrong? Perhaps then go to dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Surely a, a dishwasher over the long term is cheaper than a cat. <laughs> That's a good question, actually. That's a found Martin Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> what's he called again, Frank? Money saving expert? Yeah. yeah, I believe so. He was the guy I watched him interviewed on telly, Pierre. You know, when people have their books in the background, mm. he got his uh, MBE on the show. Really? Yeah. I quite God. like that. Um, oh, he should have worn it. Yeah. Go the whole way. Is he money saving expert for life now? Does well, it award? Does know. it take it to someone Until else? Until he goes bankrupt, <laughs> yeah. and then I'm afraid that's going to be called into question. Yes, yeah. Um, Daff Anderson gets in touch regarding the the whole cat pasta debacle, and says it uh, depends on the cat, really, doesn't it? No, Daff. No, it no. The word is all, all you need is the categorization cat. cat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so if it's a cat with a monocle and a top hat, it's just yeah. like, oh, well, no, look at him. Yeah, exactly. He's close if it was a cat that had been kept in uh, super hygienic conditions. But even so, you'd feel that some sort of bacteria would come from the inner being of the cat. Exactly, even a freshly boiled cat, not so. Oh, no, you've gone too far. You've gone too Can I say, we on Absolute Radio do not... Um, do not support the boiling of any animals. It's very no. cruel. Well, you know, obviously, if they're dead and we've got to bought them. Oh, no. um, <laughs> eggs. We're all right with eggs, I think, are we? I know, but Pierre, Pierre's Morgan, he, he's Pierre's become a bit Morgan. more... Pierre does all his own slaughtering. I don't know if he's aware of that. Yeah, but he's also... It's, you know, it's the safari world he's used to. It is, that's, that's true. Money-saving expert, home abattoir. Oh, Pierre's... I can see him wrestling with a sheep in the kitchen. Oh, he's done that. When yeah. was the first, how old were you when you saw the Big Five for the first time? Oh, God, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. Do you think he was quite young, Frank? Probably. What are they again? Lion, oh. tiger, tiger. water no, no, buffalo. No tiger. And water buffalo is the one that no, people normally this don't This is get. controversial. No tiger. I didn't know that. Why I not? Think Why no, no tigers in Africa. No, no tigers in Lovely Africa. Lovely that he knows that. What is it? What have we got then? Elephant, lion, lion water buffalo. Not a rhino, not elephant either. Not elephant. There's yeah. definitely elephants in Africa. I've seen them. <laughs> they were plants. Yeah, no, no. They, was, they were eating plants. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw elephants in Africa doing that squirty thing at each other at a watering hole. Mm. Brilliant. I didn't think they really did that. I thought that was like a Beano thing that mm. they did. <laughs> but they actually do it. He still hasn't come on the big five, you reckon, Lion? You said, <laughs> Frank's gone warthog. That's a bit weird. I know. I said water buffalo. Oh, okay. Yeah, water buffalo is true. That's, that's the one people don't expect. No, that's the one okay. that sticks it. That's yeah. my um, Brad Dexter, <laughs> which is tends to be the, the one of the um, Magnificent Seven actors that people don't get. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good texting. What are the um, last jigsaw piece of a quiz question that, that people don't get? The ones that the one they don't get. Mm. I think that would be a, a good uh, eight, twelve, fifteen. I'd love to hear that. That could be it could either be nothing or it could be one of the great textings of all time. Mm. We'll see. Well, we've already had people. Texting in, re your. It was, it was lovely where you put it. It was a, the the final jigsaw puzzle piece that people in a quiz question in a, that people don't often get. We've got three 
zero zero, the other member of Queen. Oh, that's a mm. good one. Mm. That's a good the one that isn't Roger Taylor. Um, Peter. John Deacon. Yes, very yeah. good. What Brian? It's, it's so Brian, Freddie, Roger. And John Deke. Yeah, I did know that. Now you say it, of course, I know it. But would well, I yeah. have got that in a quiz question? Exactly. Well, probably not. But it's your jigsaw puzzle. Mm. Um, we've also... This sounds... Can I say 677, Pierre? Sounds like a lovely friend for me. Hi, Frank and team. I saw Max Wall in Waiting for Godot at the Roundhouse many mm. years ago. Only let down by not saying Godot. But we'll let you off. I did. They should have just said, I saw Max's Godot. Okay. I didn't wait. Oh, I'm afraid they didn't enjoy it. Oh. They left in the interval. Oh. oh. Is that quite a common way for it? I didn't wait. <laughs> I like a common it. Way for it. I didn't wait. <laughs> well, as in, I didn't wait for Godot. Yes. Oh, I see. They didn't okay. wait for Godot. Uh, I, left a, I left a Lauren Bacall play at the interval. I just couldn't handle it. Oh. Well, we were generally discouraged from leaving. My parents wouldn't allow it. Mm. There was one time when we made an exception, though, which was when we saw a production of Tommy done in a school gym in mm. Edinburgh. And at the end, it was getting unbearable, frankly. <laughs> so, unfortunately, we had to walk across the stage oh. in order to leave. Especially in a gym. You don't want to get, get your foot caught on that sticky tape that marks the netball court. There's little squeaky trainer noises as oh, you want to leave. Oh, don't you hate it when the net... <laughs> oh, man. What about when Frank got given an award and what put him off, it tainted the whole evening for him, was that the award ceremony was held in a place and he could see the outlines of the school, of yes. the netball court. yes. On the floor, they put you off. Yeah, they? I don't think it was a school. I think it was like a proper <laughs> arena. But even so, oh, and they get a you... carpet over the basketball. <laughs> for goodness' sake, did you stand on the little penalty spot and accept the award? Oh, <laughs> it's the only time in my life I think I've ever got a stand innovation was that night. Mm. Yeah, so... don't get many stand innovations in comedy. You ever had one, Pierre? No, no, it's a very American thing. Yeah. They'll just do it on principle over there. Insincere often. It means nothing. <laughs> yeah, OK. Good to know. <laughs> I love you two telling yourselves no one gets standing away. Yeah, no one gets standing away. Steve Coogan told me the first ever gig he did, he got a standing ovation. Did he? Oh, that sounds... Fantastic. I wouldn't tell anyone that. I'd be too ashamed (laughs) (laughs) that I had that kind of mass appeal. (laughs) (laughs) Straight away. Yeah. Uh, You've got to start questioning what you're up to if you're getting getting (laughs) that kind of response (laughs) from everyone. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, we've been talking about the missing jigsaw Mm. piece. In, uh, in quiz questions or quiz answers, yeah. So yeah. we suggested, I suggested uh, Brad Dexter, is if you says name the seven actors who played the Magnificent Seven, he'd be your gold mine that no one got. Not everyone would get um, Hurst Buchholz, probably, but um, I, think, I think he was one. What about my uh, little friend? Go on. Uh, James Coburn, would they get him? Not really. No, no, they'd get him. The big five, Robert Mm. Vaughan, Steve McQueen, James Coburn, Yul Brenner, they get get those. I'm quite glad he was in the big five. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, Ruth Jordan, people never remember the last Osmond brother. Let me have a go. Donny, Jimmy, Meryl. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Russell. I know he was. Russell, have you just made that up? Russell Osmond played for Ipswich. Russell, how? <laughs> Russell. No, who's the other one then? Well, what about. Hang on, what about. Oh, that's. There's Marie, obviously. Well, she's not one of the brothers. Yeah, but you mentioned a girl just now, didn't you? No, oh. Meryl was one oh, of the brothers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Ruth Jordan, people never remember the last Osmond brother, Richard. <laughs> Is that a Richard Osmond? Oh, she led me on. <laughs> Very good, Ruth. Oh, Ruth. Um, we've also had... Oh, Iona Faz. She says, in his epic poems, Homer often refers to nectar as the drink of the god and which other substance as their food. A contestant on TV replied, well, I know he likes donuts, so I think I'm going to go with donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is brilliant. I love that. And then we have M. Higgins. Oh, Mr. Higgins. Uh, yeah. At least put professor. Put your full title. The Five Boroughs of New York... There's oh. one people always forget. Have you seen this one? Oh, yes. I don't, that's a, so that's people, a hard question. Oh, well, I can give you the four, if you like, Go the on. big four. New York, Manhattan, Queens, the Bronx, Brooklyn, and... Do you know it? Well, I'm looking at it. Does. Oh, OK. Go on. Pierre's, um, Pierre's, you don't know it. Staten Island. Oh, OK. There's yeah. an Ogden Nash poem. Ogden Nash wrote um, comical poems. <clears throat> and he writes one about... About New York, and there's a bit that goes. Uh, it's just a two-line poem. The Bronx, no thonks. <laughs> <laughs> so I always liked. Oh, this is a good one. Eight one three. I mean, Frank will know this, Pierre, for reasons that uh, will become clear. The four presenters of Game for a Laugh. By the way, is it Ambrosia the other yes. thing? Yes, very good. <clears throat> the four presenters of Game for a Laugh. Your witness, Frank. Henry, Quite literally. Henry <laughs> Kelly, mm-hmm. Matthew Kelly, uh, <laughs> Sarah Kennedy. Yeah, all the case. Yeah. Um, was, it, was it Sarah Kennedy? Mm, lovely. Yeah. And um, played. There was a fourth one, was there? There was. We'll find out who that was in a bit. <laughs> After this, I bet, I bet the audience are on the edge <laughs> <laughs> of their seats. <laughs> What was we discussing? Oh, yeah, the fourth member of... We was of, uh, discussing the four presenters of Game for a Laugh. I don't know the fourth one. I'm going to fess Well, off. you do. Do I? Uh, yes. Uh, so you've already established... I know Henry Kelly because he goes to my church. Oh. I see him in there quite often. Well, I know him, obviously. What am I? A Catholic. <laughs> 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 and you know Matthew... Kelly. Uh, Kelly. Um, Matthew, Henry and Sarah Kennedy. I can exclusively reveal Sarah Kennedy was the jigsaw. Oh, so who didn't I get who was obvious? I might hand over to my colleague for that reveal. Julian Pettifer. No, that's gone. What? What? No. How is that wrong? Yes, he's missed the big one. You missed the lion. You didn't mention Jeremy Beadle. Oh, of course. 
Jeremy oh. Beadle, of course. You didn't no, mention Beadle. That was a terrible exclusion. How can you exclude Beadle? Well, it's a good question. Uh, generally, um, yes, OK. But he does say, yes, If our, I, that said, if asked two presented Busman's Holiday, I bet more people would say Sarah Kennedy than Julian Pettifer. I'd say, what's Bossman's Holiday? So would I. Mm, okay, so would all of us. That's from Andy Wood, Bronte Country. Do you know Andy Wood? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'll tell you what, back, back to the uh, dinner party thing. Mm. I, did I ever tell you when we, um, we tried a revolutionary um, dinner party in which the guests, um, one of the guests said... I'll cook, but at your house. So her and her husband came, I think, and um, they handled that, the cooking, and they just sent a list of what we had to buy in advance. Mm. And it worked sort of brilliantly because they they love cooking. I hate cooking and so does my partner. We don't really cook. Um, And so uh, they came. We'd done all the shopping. They Mm. cooked the meal. Uh, we did all the washing up after, obviously, and they just got the praise for the meal. That sounds like a good deal. It was. More people should try that. That that could revive the uh, dinner party. I remember their problem was they brought all this praise as guests do, and they hadn't got anywhere to put it. <laughs> so at one point, I remember the the woman said, "It's a lovely cruet. This. Where did you get it?" I thought, "No, that's <laughs> no. rubbish praise. <laughs> lovely cruet. <laughs> Not good at all." But I would recommend people trying that. It's great that someone else does the shopping and the washing up. You just get the glory. Yeah. And also, you don't have to eat rubbish. Well, I've been invited. I've got to say, whenever I go around to Frank's, I like it. It is more of a dos, isn't it? That I it do. Is. We, we don't. We, we, we dos. Don't really I do mean, it. he'll come, mm. he'll say, "Oh, you know, I'll come over." And Kathy is very good. Frank seems to at. be. Well, she was that. <laughs> at. <laughs> no, she'll say, "Are you hungry?" And she'll make me toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what you get. It's the microwave and stuff. Okay. Frank get Frank does the tea. Yeah. Oh, I read an interesting thing the other day about the microwave. A man, <laughs> I love this. A man, Pierre probably know this. He knows everything. Of but he does. a man was working on uh, radar. You know when radar was invented, mm. and he was working on a smaller system so that people could use radar more locally. And he realised when he was experimenting that the chocolate bar in his pocket had completely melted and he'd accidentally invented the microwave. (laughs) But it was like, uh, he was in it. He happened to be in it. (laughs) Oh, man, I love that. Did you know that, Pierre? I I knew the story. See, you can't tell him anything. Do you know in Britain what, uh, when it was introduced in the 50s, what the microwave oven was initially used for. Oh, God. I don't know. Shall I tell you? Reviving cryogenically frozen hamsters. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Music. Frank Skinner. We're also, we've had a number of people, Frank, getting in touch. I mean, there's so many Queen uh, members being okay. cited. There's other Queen members. No, 
They don't have any more members, just but we're just saying a lot of people. That's they. What I'm saying is, Queen seemed to be in the jigsaw puzzle chair, jigsaw thought, piece chair. I thought there might be one that we didn't know about. It wasn't even John Deke. <laughs> you know those pictures from Bohemian Rhapsody. He was doing it, but he wasn't very well lit. <laughs> he was at the back. Ironically, I hate to say it, but you know things have changed now. Now the. I worry that the one person people that are less aware of is the lead singer. Uh, Let's be honest. Yeah, Lambert. <laughs> yeah. Strange, unnecessary accent. Which yeah. I, can I ask you about that choice for the accent? I don't know. Isn't there a ballet Lambert? And so it seems to me that he should be Adam Lambert. That seems to make sense. Yeah, and that's more operatic than Lambert. Yeah, and he's quite an operatic kind of a guy. Yes, Adam Lambert sounds more... Like a footballer. Yeah. He sounds more like he'd look after my finances. Yeah. Hello, uh, yeah, could you just tell her Adam Lambert called from... Yeah, exactly. I think he sounds like a footballer. Do you, Adam Lambert? Bring on Lambert, people would yell (laughs) from dark corners of pubs. Yes, yes. Bring on... It's almost the same... Pierre's take on the football world. From what, right. can, from what I can tell, it's mainly people shouting to bring on other people. Yes, <laughs> yes. you're not wrong. Last <laughs> night it was uh, bring on Foden, bring on Grealish, and then they get one of them and they're yeah. happy, but they're upset about the other one. Mm. I was pleased about the other one because from the beginning of the game I said to uh, Dave and the other assembled people in the room that now he'll bring Jordan Anderson on because he always does and then he did and so I got that you know that moment where you've predicted something and it actually happens oh I love it when that happens even Nostradamus apparently never wore off that 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 thrill did he not? <laughs> no it, no whatever it was <laughs> though of course if he'd have predicted it he would have said and the sun will shine on a white <laughs> gate and then when Jordan Henderson came on, he just said, I told you. <laughs> would you like to have been friends with Nostradamus, Frank? Um, Do you think he would have been a nice friend for you? Yeah, I, th- I think he'd have been... Uh, I like uh, I like the mystical in a companion. <laughs> but it's a, it's a bit I told you so, his version <laughs> it's, of the mystical. There's a little would've... bit of that going on here. I think he would have been quite annoying. Yeah. Because you would have said, oh, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. He said, oh, I did. I intentionally left two consonants out yeah, exactly. to throw you. But if we got to the point where we were sleeping together, he'd mm. be great for telling you what clothes to put out for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping together, Nostradamus. Why not? Why not? Hello, magazine. I just think his bit. Big scandal. You'll never guess. Frank and Nostradamus show you their dream home. Beautiful home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Oh dear. And you've got no calendar. We don't need one, darling. <laughs> oh man. So, um. <laughs> oh dear. We live in a world now where I could marry Nostradamus. Yeah, it's, the, it's the couple we never predicted. Yeah, you know me what and I mean. Him. We're born too early, <laughs> me and him. <laughs> And uh, all that tickled me. And so did Nostradamus, from what I hear. <laughs> it was the beard, it wasn't deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> so if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. 